I found the people that let me be myself. I grew up with a lot of friends. I grew up playing sports and I grew up with a lot of friends. If I did something creative or if I was just like funny, they'd like poo poo it or they're like, Hey man, you're not the funny guy. Like chill out. Like you like have your role. And in my mind, I was always inviting people over to watch movie, like funny movies. And I was a huge, huge Jerry Lewis fan. And, uh, you know, the Bowery boys and Laurel and Hardy, all those guys. And I found myself in Chicago finding people that were all into that, like huge comedy nerds uh, and people that were accepting and people yes ending not only on stage, but, you know, in in life. And that's where I really molded um, myself. And I surrounded myself with people that were like, hey, you should keep doing this. Um, And I mean, so after so many bad shows, I mean, I look back and I, I I'm like, oh, man. Every one of those shows, there's like a handful of shows where looking back, you're like, whew, man, that was a great show. And I wish more than eight people were at that show. Um, but uh, overall, overall, uh, it just uh, it, it just did a great job of, of just in general, the city and the, the comedy community. It did a great job of just showing me who I was, like, like I said. Um, and those friendships you'll have forever and some like fade away. But it's when you see them in public again, like I'm out here in L.A. and a bunch of Chicago people are out here. There are people that I've said hi to once or twice after shows in Chicago. And now you're here. You're like, hey, we should grab a coffee when it was like not like that. So so take advantage of that. Now that things are opening up in Chicago, um, there's going to be a lot more shows happening. But like just take advantage of that. Just take advantage of the time. Um, don't worry about numbers when it comes to people come to your shows. Put up stuff um, and people people won't say it, but they'll respect it. I think in the long run. Um, so that's, that's what I mean when I said that Chicago really molded me who I was. Cause it took me three years to take my first improv class. I was 25. I was a teacher during the day and I was just afraid. I was super, super afraid, but I took level one, uh, at, at IO in Chicago. Um, I sat in the back during orientation and I got our book, didn't say hi to anybody. And then that first class got my first laugh and I was like, Oh, now I know what cocaine feels like <laughs> because I just want to chase that rush. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, yeah. A great question. Well, uh, the rest of the episode is going to be full of those great questions uh, that we're, that we're going to ask Ross and our other hosts about R.E.M. and their album Out of Time on this episode of I've Been Meaning to Listen to That that we're going to start right now. Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen to that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Come over and talk about it. Nice. <sighs> we did after all that. that was good. Uh, welcome to I've Been Mean to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been mean to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. I'm Sean Wilkinson. And I'm Michael Lamentado. Yep, yep. And uh, yeah, uh, how are you guys doing today? How are you guys like holding up in general? I'm going to answer this in sincerity. My foot is recovering quickly. I start physical therapy oh, yeah. in a couple of weeks, which I'm very excited about. So I would like to be able to walk again. I ruptured my Achilles playing some soccer with some buddies, and I have been uh, recovering from this old man injury. I do feel bad that I like haven't checked in as much as I should have. But <laughs> No, it's okay. Every day I sit in bed and I yeah. cry and I cry. When will my podcast uh- co-host <laughs> text me how my foot is doing? Now, honestly, Ross, why haven't you checked in on me? Um, I don't really care. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I, I wish people could see my reaction when you said Achilles. That is like my worst nightmare. Oh, my, it's like right underneath falling through ice in a lake and not being able to find the hole. And Michael... Yes. Don't fall in love with your PT person, okay? <laughs> I've, I hear it all, well, all the time. If, if, if a camera is set up and, you know, I, I start, like, yep. you know. Blade safe. Throwing Blade newspapers safe. up in the air, you know, like, bringing coffee. to Like, I'm an assistant and I'm bringing coffee and I'm like, whoa, whoa. You know, I'll know if I'm in a, you know, a movie and fall in hey, love with my PT. At that point, we'll all know. Uh-huh. By the way, like, wow, like, Ross does care. <laughs> um, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, like speaking of uh, Ross, we got a we got a great guest here. Uh, you might know him from his appearances on Gilmore Guys, as well as the host of the most wonderful pod of the year, Kent Beagle Mind Summit, as well as Good at Parties with Ross Kimball. It's Ross Kimball. Yeah. Woo. Whoa. Way too many podcasts, my friend. You need to calm it down. Choose one and be good at that. How you guys doing? Doing well. How are you? Good, good. I'm glad. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, uh, uh, I mean, we'll get into it, but I'm huge, huge REM fan. And then I realized, oh my gosh, when you asked me what album, I was like, I don't think I've listened top to bottom REM out of time. Uh, which is like the one that like got them hugely famous. Yeah. Like I know, like I was, I always liked REM's like the singles that I heard and there was always a band that I was like, oh yeah, like I can vibe to this when it's on, but yeah, I've never like sat down and listened to an REM album. So what was the reason you kind of like have never listened to this? If you loved them so much, like what is the reason you haven't listened to this particular album? Then? Well, I think, I think I'm in Sean's boat where it's like, I, I know the singles. I think everyone knows the singles. Um, I grew up, I grew up like in, in the nineties and I got into music kind of like junior high, like 94, 95, 96. Uh, and I know you guys were born in like 2006. So uh, it's really hard for you guys to understand what's that. Napster. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> was the world in color yet or had that not happened yet or what was going on? Um, not yet. They were selling these special glasses. They're super expensive. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and so, you know, and at that time it was whatever was on the radio. So like top 40 stuff. So again, like Sean, I was listening, like, like probably the rest of you guys, it was all the top 40 stuff, like shiny, happy mm. people losing my religion. Night swimming was stand. one of those where yeah. stand, but night swimming was one of those songs. I distinctly remember eighth grade, um, where it was, uh, like a slow dance song mm. and it was like, it was like. Perfect, because it starts like, dun, 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 dun. it was like, and everyone knew it's like, all right, find somebody or sit down. Um, so I just, uh, I guess, and you get older and you get busy, you know, Andrew, you don't, you don't have time to listen to a whole album, you know, you got your shuffle, you got your zune, you know, you want to listen to the, the hits. So music is a funny thing because I think for me, I, I listen to almost everything. Um, that my parents listen to, like most of us, when you're young, whatever your parents listen to, that's what you listen to. And then I kind of fell into a group in junior high that, that like listened to, um, like kind of like alternative stuff. Um, and I was like, oh man, this is so cool, but still listen to stuff that my, my mom and dad listened to. So it was a nice little mix. Um, and this, this album, we'll get into it, but this album has like a great mix of, uh, like country and folk and rock and it, it's mm. cool. Like once we get into it, actually the first song I have some thoughts, but <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, I'll let you, I'll let you do your thing. Uh, yeah, no, I'm kind of in the same boat as, as Ross where like, you know, I, I mentioned like I heard the singles, I knew all the, the radio played songs and uh, it was kind of the same thing. Like my parents really liked REM and uh, I just kind of listened to that. And I know my, I think my brother would put them on occasionally as well. And I would like listen to whatever my brother listened to, but uh I didn't really know too much about them other than that. Like I knew they were a pretty like they got kind of big from writing about like politics, basically, which I think was kind of uncommon in rock music. I could be wrong. I mean, well, it's not uncommon in rock music, but like that's kind of what they were known for, I guess. Right. Like the rock the vote thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which I actually I didn't even know about that until I listened to this album and did research on it, which is like super awesome. It was really cool of them. And we'll get into it, I'm sure. No, we'll just we'll just mention that. <laughs> good, good. Podcast done. I'll, podcast done. Podcast good. Podcast done. <laughs> just just Google it. Come on. Have you guys ever heard of reading listeners? Hmm? Uh, but yeah, yeah. Other than that, I didn't really know much about them. I like Michael Stipe's voice a lot. I think it's very emo like he has a very emotional voice, which I enjoy it a lot. I had even less than you, Sean, uh, with uh, REM as my history. Yeah, probably. I could have if you gave me like uh like, a, you know, like a trivia night sheet and it's like a bunch of artists, a bunch of songs. I could pair up like R.E.M. with losing my religion, but I wouldn't have been able to like hum it at all. I wouldn't have been able to like tell you how it goes. Like I've maybe heard it in its entirety one time in my life before we listened to this album. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, I had all, uh, almost like no history with R.E.M. coming into this. So so I like basically. I knew very little about them. I knew losing. I, I the one I mostly knew was uh, it's the end of the world, and you know oh, that yeah, one. Yeah, and I I learned I I think I first heard the song when I was 
because I'm young, uh, zygotes, um, during like uh, during the movie Chicken Little. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like it's awesome. <laughs> like a bunch of like aliens are like invading the the, the town, oh, yeah. and the, that song that is perfect. playing basically. And it was like all over the trailers. And <laughs> Andrew, I think that was like my first. That was the first time I ever heard "Don't Go Breaking My Heart." <laughs> it was in that movie. So wow, that was that was Ella Enchanted for me. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's awesome. Very formative movie. Yeah, good uh, for a lot of people. The test of time, um, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, what's it called? Yeah, so like I knew that I knew of like losing my religion, and then uh, what's it called? Like one of my favorite podcasts, like ever, was uh, Good at Parties. <laughs> you talk Good at Parties with Ross Kimball. My second favorite <laughs> po- podcast Got of it. all time. It like one of like one of them is like kind of you talking you two to me, and I was oh, yeah. like really. I love that show. Like, I love Scott and Scott. Um, by the way, book Ross on Comedy Bang Bang. Like, please. He's great. Um, <laughs> it's not, it's not going to happen. I just like throw <laughs> it out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, so like, I really liked that show. And I liked it because I, I didn't listen to any of the U2 albums. I just kind of like, but I was, I was very entertained by that show because all those personalities are so ridiculous, basically like Bono and his like mm-hmm. friends. And like, they're so ridiculous that I was like, Oh, I don't have to like listen oh, to their music. Really. I just like those conversations didn't uh, intrigue you or want you to like dig deeper being like, Oh, I wonder what the, like now that I know the background of that song, you kind of have like a different lens to listen through. That didn't, it didn't encourage you. Have you done that yet? Uh, not yet. I might do it now. Cause like this out, al- like spoilers, like this album made me interested in, listening to all the rem albums and then listening to that those that the rem show but like i i but like so when the news the, the they did a u2 season and then they did an rem season and i listened to the first few episodes of art the rem season and i was like oh the, these guys aren't as like ridiculous as like u2 these guys aren't as like crazy or like outrageous or like you know uh egotistical as like u2 were and i kind of lost interest over time basically like with this like album i was like oh wow i i really i want to go back and listen to those and then listen to those episodes now like they, they really like ignited my imagination of just like oh these guys are like real first of all these guys are like make really good music and then these guys are like oh there's some interesting stuff here there's some really fascinating stuff so um yeah, that's that's kind of my background with him. Like, more as a comedy fan than like a music fan or like a, <laughs> and it's also like, you know, with, with like alt rock, like I that's not necessarily the genre I kind of leap to. I'm like a more like a I like I love hip hop. I love like pop. I love like kind of like um, but like I just like found this like right up my wheelhouse basically i really uh i had a great time listening well to this. it's i mean it's kind so. of like ross said it's like this album is kind of a combination of like everything yeah. like it's pop it's rock it's classical like it's super accessible like i think anybody could enjoy it you can you can really hear um i haven't done the research yet but i'm sure they've some hip-hop artists have sampled a few rem tracks just because oh, Bill, Bill Berry, the the drummer, does a great job of just keeping that keeping that four four or two four. Just um, that'd be interesting to see. Um, so a little background on this like band, like uh, and this album a little bit. Like we're talking about out of time. The band members are Michael Stipe, Mike Mills, Peter Buck, and Bill Berry. And uh, the we talked like briefly about just like the the rock the vote thing they put into their album basically, and that like kind of. It just like kind of shows like how big they were at the time that they made a like a noticeable impact on that. And like they got a lot of people to vote and stuff, which is mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah. So like they're kind of becoming big. They're kind of becoming like superstars and stuff like that. Or or maybe they're at like kind of like in the middle of that process. Basically. I mean, I think they were kind of already like established as like big names. Remember correctly. And then. This album, they were like, we're going to change it up a little bit and kind of do what we want to do. So, right. So like the big, the big thing, the big, like real, uh, background thing that's really interesting to me is just like Peter Buck was basically tired of playing electric guitar all the time. And the, the, the entire band was kind of tired of the, uh, drums, bass, guitar, vocals configuration of a traditional band. And they really wanted to push themselves. They really wanted to challenge themselves like production wise. So like they all started like playing different instruments. So like Mike Mills started playing the keyboard and like the harpsichord and like 
Bill Barry started like playing the bass and stuff. And like some people like, and like they also like started to work with like, they got their usual guy like uh, Scott Litt, mm-hmm. but like they also like started working with like KRS One and <laughs> Kate Pearson from the B 52s, which is fantastic collaboration with her. And also like there's, there's string section, like they got like the Atlantic, Atlanta Symphony Orchestra and like uh, some guy playing like uh, the saxophone and stuff like that, kind of in- introducing different sounds and like pushing themselves that way ross listening through this album you said you were a fan of them throughout how how did it feel to listen to this album all the way through like what was that experience like for you i realized that i missed out because i would have loved this in junior high Mm -hmm. i would have loved this playing this on a tape or cd um the pacing of it is great i'll just do top to bottom so just the just I'll, i'll sandwich it so the top of the bread the radio song, it starts off with someone talking and, and then playing. I'm just going to get into it because I can't <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Radio song, the start of it starts, he, he sounds like he's going to start to sing Night Swimming. Man, I wish I could play audio because it sounds like he's about to sing Night Swimming deserves a quiet night. And just that, that kind of cadence and that up and down that he goes in his voice. Um I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is great. And I bet that in the next album that came out, Night Swimming came out. And I'm sure that had something to do with it. And then it ends with Me and Honey. And it's such a beautiful love song. And it has like a tinge of like, oh, these guys are from the South. They're from Athens, Georgia. They met at, at University of Georgia. These guys are like Southern boys. Um, I I loved it. I loved it. And there were there weren't there wasn't like a stinker on it, but there was one. There were a few that I was like, okay, I wish this was a shorter song, or I know I have to listen to this through because this is the assignment. Um, but otherwise, I, I think it's great. I think it's great. I like too that it feels like there's almost like a like a reset in the middle of the album as far as like uh, what song is it? The uh, end game. Cause like, I felt like that was a good kind of like continue And I know, I know we'll get into like our top tracks or whatnot, but, uh, I liked Endgame felt like a continuation of near wild heaven. It felt like after Endgame, the album kind of shifted in this, like, I guess more upbeat direction, but, uh, yeah, I felt like Endgame was that nice, like, all right, we're going to take a little bit of a break and then we're going to come back into it again. So. I thought I, I thought Endgame was so weird because I didn't feel like it had anything to do with Iron Man, but I guess I just wasn't listening enough to the uh, lyrics or anything. So <laughs> Okay. Listen to it again. You gotta lay down and close Dig your deeper, eyes. Yeah. Listen to it again. But yeah, like let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about like the themes of the album. What the album actually? What do you guys think the album actually is about? Like content wise. Hey, I I think I think love loss is a big thing, and like yearning, like for that for that person or that thing or that feeling to come back is big. I think. I mean, losing my religion isn't the theme of it, but I think it's very, very typical of um, people that grew up in, um, you know, strict religious homes where it's once you find out how the world works or like once you like experience things, you're like, oh, maybe, maybe all the stuff that I learned, maybe in general, the stuff I learned was great. But then there, there are specific things where you're like, hold on, that's that's not right. Like you shouldn't be telling a kid or, or you know, someone younger. So I, I think, I mean, in general... In general, I think it's just, I think it's, it's yearning to come back. And I think that's a general statement, but all these songs, it's, it's almost like a memory of like, mm. oh, I want to go back to that point. Or I want to see that person again. Me and Honey, Endgame, I think Low is one of those, like the third song is like so different mm-hmm. where I'm, where I'm thinking just the pace of Low, it's, it doesn't, I think that's, that's my low point. If I'm going to be honest, that was like, it didn't really fit. If they were going to put that, put it right before Me and Honey. Put it right before the last track. Um, and I think they really messed up. They could have sold about three more million records if I if I was in charge of uh, this record. Yeah, they, they suck. They they are terrible at packaging their album. They're terrible at music. Like, look at how badly this album is. Now, Michael, I know. Now, Michael, deep down, I know you don't mean that. But there are some things that need to be changed on it. I agree. I mean, like, R.E.M. was big, sure. But, you know, couldn't they have been bigger? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, we'll never, we'll know. never what know. If, you know what if there was another song later in the album that said that was about finding your religion? You know that would have really sold with you know like moms and dads across America. I you know, it. middle the flyover states. Track, tra- <laughs> track, track twelve is I found it in parentheses <laughs> my religion. Reprise <laughs> postlude. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What about uh, Sean? What do you feel like? Or or like what do what do you think of this album? Like, what do you think of like the this album was trying to say basically? 
again, I think that does kind of speaks for the rest of the album, but just about like unrequited love or like wanting someone that you can't really quite connect with or, um, you know, trying to show someone you love them without like coming off as too much or, you know, on the flip side of it, you're not doing enough. And uh, I think that kind of ties into like, I don't remember if he like Michael Stipe actually said it or not, but just about like connecting with fans through the music as well. Like it's that similar theme of like, do I make music to please you guys or do we do it like for the band? Like, do we make music because we want to make music? Like, am I doing enough for you guys? Am I not doing enough? And I think that's kind of a central theme on this as as well. But yeah, like he introduces that idea in radio song of just like, um, you know, like, (laughs) <laughs> with like KRS one going like you guys are like radio listener sheep basically. Um, yeah. And just like, kind of like going like the world is crumbling around us and like the radio isn't like sufficient, uh, to like, you know, numb us anymore basically. And then like, so it's like REM kind of reckoning like, okay, now that we're popular, now that we're the guys now, how do we approach a radio song? How do we, help people with our music basically well and think and think about this these guys they're like from a college town they wanted to play music um you know celebrity was thrust upon them they wanted to play music they just so happened to be really popular really good Mm -hmm. few years before this they were probably you know ragging on all this radio music being like it's all the same it's all commercialized it's like oh our song is played all the time on the radio so it's (laughs) It's like how do you how do you balance that? That's that has to be, and I don't I don't ever I don't ever think Michael Stipe did the wrong thing because it's I think he stayed true to himself. I think a lot of them stayed true to themselves. It's yeah. got to be tough. It's got to be tough when you're like, hey, I'm doing this thing and um, people like it, but I don't know. I, I I'm trying to stay true to myself, but also this money's really nice, <laughs> and I'm being told if I if I, a song was written for me, if I sing this, it'll go to the top. But like I'm not into it, and it's like. It's it's uh it's tough guys and I think that's why I left the Jonas Brothers just because it just got it just got too much. You're like have Frankie replace me. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say who, uh, but yeah, that's exactly. the youngest one who's not in the band. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I like I messed up our introduction of Ross. His name his last name is Ross Jonas. Well, um, if we can, just, yeah, and you can edit that out too. So I had to change it for legal reasons. It's Kimball now. Yeah. 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 Sorry. It. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't want. I, to, I didn't it. want to like blow up your spot. I can't believe right. you got them to re-edit all those camp rocks and cut you out of it entirely they had to cut out huge <laughs> portions of those movies well actually camp rock was a giant green screen there was a, that was not a look wow. that, that, that was a warehouse so yeah so there's that there's just like uh kind of like pushing themselves out of their comfort zone not just like content like instrumentally but content wise uh like that struggle of like straight, staying true to your roots but also like yeah just like um a motif that comes up a lot is like perceived distance from an ideal utopia basically like the idea of like you know we're near a wild heaven or we're half a world away Mm -hmm. from like the place we want to be so like this album feels a lot like process of healing process of getting better like and i think for losing your religion specifically it's kind of like after heartbreak after like an unrequited love or crush or something like that and just like how seismic it feels to try and heal yourself how like um yeah it's again it's like that's the it's there's a reason it's called like losing my religion instead of like lost my religion or like this when this song came out uh the music video um I, I listen. I just listened to. I, I don't know if you guys listen to the Doughboys, but um, Mike Mitchell and Nick Weiger had. I forget his name, but he was the DP. He was the director of photography for the Losing My Religion music video. Have you seen that music video? The music video is awesome. Yeah, it's actually it's re- it's really it's really cool. And he was talking about it was just like these art kids that wanted to make something, and the uh, and when it came out, it it like it changed everything for this band. Like people were recognizing Michael Stipe. The next day after this music video came out, people were coming up to him and being like, oh, you're you're Michael Stipe. You're you're REM. Mm-hmm. And he got into a cab and he said in an interview, Michael Stipe said, I felt that and I really liked being famous. It oh, was interesting. like it it ha- it happened. And and that must have been I think the more the more I, I hear about Michael Stipe and just even like REM and. Uh, just it, they're very fascinating people. Have you guys seen Sound Exploder on Netflix? Mm-mm. Yeah, did, I, I've listened to the podcast. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, oh, wow. on Netflix, they did Losing My Religion. How And what they do, Sound Exploder, what they do is they take a song and they take uh, interviews and they interview people from like all different levels that were involved in the making of the song, like the songwriters, the engineers, the producers, all that stuff. And they were talking about how Losing My Religion, religion as they were recording it, they're like, man, this is going to be really good, but I think a lot of people are not going to like this. And they were right. A lot of people did not like it. Like the church like banned their CDs. There was like CD burning parties, uh, all that stuff. Which is funny because like I think in an interview, he was like, it's technically not even about religion. <laughs> it's like a Southern like expression. Like you're, go- you're making me so mad. You're going to make me lose my religion. Yeah. Kind of like right. it, but, Yeah. And like that's a met in in the song, it's a metaphor for like unrecorded. But at the same time, like if it if that's what you take from it, right? Like if you if yeah, that's like a beautiful thing too. And guys, that's the beauty of music and art. You take what you want. Churches are allowed to burn as many albums of this as they want. Who knows? They might just <laughs> yep tax right, free. Exactly. And my goal tax free. <laughs> Don't tax churches. Let them burn albums. That's what I'm always saying. <laughs> so those are some of the th- any other any other themes any other things before we uh, get into highlights. No, I think I think I'm I'm good to go on themes of the album before we discuss highlights. I have quite a few highlights to this. I re- I really enjoyed mm-hmm. this album. What um Andrew? Do you mm-hmm. want to start off with highlights before we get? Hit on everybody else. Yeah, let's uh, again highlights. Roger's break. Click, and we're back here to talk about uh, REM's out of time. Uh, so now let's get into some highlights. Uh, I think "Near Wild Heaven" is my highlight, my favorite song on this album. I think it's so beautiful. I, I, that's the thing that really struck me about it, because like when I saw that, like heard, heard, oh, it's an indie rock album. I was kind of expecting a lot more. It's kind of something thing like song similar to like end of the world as you know it, where it's kind of mm-hmm. like it's the end of the world as we know it and it's mm-hmm. like kind of chaos and like kind of like a lot of guitar like like I all that stuff and then what I was very struck by a lot of these songs about like how beautiful it sounded mm-hmm. you know and maybe that's like super reductive like maybe it's like my bad for like thinking that like a, an album like this wouldn't be beautiful but like. I just found like uh, the melodies and the counter melodies and the harmonies and instrumentals are just like true. It's like truly like a heavenly feeling. And it's like the comp the just like the all I love when like all the pe- the vocal pieces come together, like the ba 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 heaven living inside and then the piano done 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 and like the drums and mm-hmm. the tambourine and everything coming together just so beautifully. And it's like so it's like uh so just like melodically it just like it just really hits the spot it just like every time i listen i'm like it feels like a good meal basically it feels like a good like three course meal where you get everything you need and you're you also like don't come out the other other end of it kind of bloated and like tired of it like it's like oh this is the right length it sounds great the message is really interesting of the idea of like being in a relationship with you is like kind of like being near a heaven area, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like not quite there. So that's why I have to leave, basically. Right. And just like the, the bliss around that. Probably for me, I really like uh, Half a World Away. Mm. I really like the chorus on Half a World Away. Um, I found myself kind of like it's it's almost like haunting to me it sticks in my brain it's a song i want to revisit like it's a song i've like added to playlists i uh i just think it's like very grandiose and very like gorgeous sounding like you were saying like i did not expect that from rem like such a beautiful sounding full. album yeah exactly full sound mm-hmm. uh, yep. so i think that is my like highlight with a bullet aside from you know like I don't know. Shiny, happy people losing my religion. Those are like easy highlights for me. I'm trying to not yeah. like knock out the famous <laughs> songs, but those are real good. I get why people Hipster. like them, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. And his vocals are just really like selling it for me. And uh, the, the vocals on this record are just a huge highlight. Backing and lead vocals are just impeccable, I think. So I, I don't think it's REM without, without Michael Stipe. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to like, Step on everyone's toes, but it's the sound. Oh, please. It's uh, okay. Here I go. Crunch, crunch. <laughs> I, his, I think it's a broken foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right over my ruptured <laughs> Achilles. <laughs> Sorry. I think it's true. Um, you know, the music is great. All these guys are fascinating and super talented musicians, but Michael's type takes you on that mm-hmm. journey. I think the car is that 
the car, I mean, this is so dumb, but it's true with music. The car is the music, the instruments, the melodies and stuff. But man, the driver is, is that singer, you know, and, and you can poo poo Coldplay. You can poo poo. Um, uh, uh, who, uh, what's his face? The guy. Maroon uh, five. Oh, wow. You, yes. Maroon <laughs> five. Exactly. But man, those voices, they take sure, you. Absolutely. They take you. Those those are the drivers. And I think Michael Stipe does that. And I'm just going to, uh, I'll, I'll answer whatever my highlights. Um, yeah. Half a World Away was mine. I mean, I, you couldn't see it, but I was shaking my head so hard, Michael, when you said Half a World Away. I mean, I, I get it. Losing My Religion, Shiny Happy People. Those are the bangers. Those are the ones you're going to put out and you're going to put on uh, Grey's Anatomy. Those are the <laughs> ones you're going to put on a Toyota commercial. Half a world away, you're going to play that on a road trip. Or you're going to play that where, where if you're given the augs chord at a pool party and you're like, hey, I'm going to put this on. And people are going to be like, what is this? And it's like REM. It's like, oh, this is REM? Where it's like, yeah, you're turning them on to something. Yeah, this is on their uh, album with Losing My Religion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Texarkana does that too. I'm going to put this up to, I'm going to put my iPad. This is horrible. I'm going to put my <laughs> iPad up here. But Texarkana is up there too. Um, so uh, just because of this part. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, the yes, part I like absolutely. about it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that guitar. Just that drive. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, you're riding yeah. a bike. You're yeah, on your rollerblades. Yeah. It just, oh, that, it's great. <laughs> I, I play a lot of video games. That kind of reminds me of like a yeah. Sonic that yeah. yeah. like yeah. day in the yes, city, like exactly. Yeah. He's running around getting the rings. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, sun's yeah. out. Oh man, that's perfect. That is actually perfect. <laughs> Yeah, that's just like one of the like shortcuts to my heart in like an album. If they just utilize a string section really well, I'm just like super all in on it. I just like, and, mm-hmm. and regardless of genre, I just love, I just love it. Like I, especially if it's not classical music. Really quick, really briefly on, uh, I just want to briefly talk about Half a World Away. Uh, I just really love the. It's it's like that's like a an incredibly honest song, and just like the idea of like, um, you know my mind is racing as it always will. My hands are tired. I'm half a world away. It's just like, he's like, you know, trying to heal himself and he's just like so exhausted. And like, I've had that thought before of like, if I dedicated my entire life to therapy and bettering myself, I still wouldn't be fixed basically. And like this song just really like voices that fear and that like, even though it's not true completely, like, but like, it's just like, he's just honest about his fear. Like transitioning from highlights though, uh, you know, we usually hit on highlights and then we go into our lowlights of the album. Ross, kind of what, what what were your lowlights? I know you kind of touched on it earlier briefly, but you want to expound on it a little more? <laughs> you guys can't see this, Low. but Ross is breaking his iPad in half. <laughs> yeah, just snapping. He snapped his iPad in half. Um, this is this is not the worst song. This is the worst song in this album, which uh, is which means it's a, a good it's a good song. I just thought it was not the best um, on uh, on this album. It's called Low. It was super slow. I actually right after losing my religion, yeah. <laughs> that mandolin. Uh-huh. You're up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're passing cake around. You're loosening up your tie, and then Low comes on. You're like, okay, I guess we got to go back into that funeral. Uh, it's it's such a big I, I talk about this all the time on the podcast on the last episode my low light was literally because of its positioning mm. it, to me it wasn't even the worst song on the album it was just the low light because I'm like why the fuck would you put this here like if you are listening to this album like you should be able to like oh that needs to be moved down because our best song is right before that like at mm. least put it somewhere it, different. it's setting the yeah, mood exactly right it's it's the mood you gotta set the mood I I um I don't know if I can go back. I wish there was like a a, a a college I could go to just to have this job where I can just set up albums and and how they're yeah how they're in track order. Because you're right, it is like a DJ or like if everyone's having a good time, everyone's dancing, and you know that you just put on "Happy" by Pharrell, and then now you're just gonna now you're gonna put on um, "Happy" by Pharrell again. I, no, <laughs> you're not gonna do that. You're gonna play it right after you play uh, like a chapter of Harry Potter audiobook, and you put on "Happy" again. Yeah. Oh dang! I guess I need to rethink my Fourth of July <laughs> DJ set, huh? Send it to me. I'll help you. Just send it over. I'll okay, help you. Well, over. I will. Yeah. Uh, 
Ross, especially with Near Wild Heaven being right after Low too, which I feel like is very good. You know, Andrew, that's one of your highlights. It's like I skip Low. I do find myself skipping Low when I'm listening through I think the it, album. Mm, I think it would have been good after uh, Endgame because, like, I I really liked Near Wild Heaven, and then I thought Endgame was like a continuation of Near Wild Heaven, but it, Endgame obviously like slows down a little bit. So I'm like, oh, Love or Low would make more sense after this, and then depresses you and then yeah. shiny happy people gets you like back into it so i disagree I, I i like i like that low is in between losing my religion and near wide heaven wild heaven because it's like kind of like i i view and I, I wouldn't play this album at a party i would just like this is an album i would listen to like in my room or driving or something like that i think if you were making like an indie movie oh, or sure. something or a tv show there's a few on here like halfway or half Half world away would be perfect mm. on like a like a, a buddy a buddy driving scene like through like through mm. cornfields. I mean, again, I like pretty much all these songs. Radio song I think is pretty goofy. Yeah, I think I don't think I don't oh, think KRS like one. I don't think that collab does it for me. Yeah, uh, I didn't think he really contributed much to it. Um, instrumental I sounds love great. Instrumental. Michael yeah, Stipe sounds great. Yeah, yeah. The guitars sound awesome. The mixing is great. It reminds me of like a television yeah, song. Let me, I'm just going to play it. I'm going to play it on my iPad. Sorry, <laughs> this is horrible, but I'm going to play it again because I'm going to play this and then I'm going to play Night Swimming yeah, right yeah. after it, okay? Okay. Okay. This is the one I know. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold on. Okay, okay, okay. He said, I turned off the radio. Okay, hold on. Oh, boy. Okay, now keep that in mind. Oh, Ross, you didn't plan this well, buddy. Hold on. Ross is sweating. He, <laughs> he's on. dropped his iPad four to shirt, five times. Shirt, shirt is coming off. <laughs> uh, hold, on, he's, hold on, He's trying to use it to dry off the iPad so he can touch it, but and it's... And that's not helping. It's, and then that's I'm getting not, it wet. It's just making it more wet. I'm getting it wet. Uh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Woo, guys. Seventh grade. Slow dance. <laughs> Everyone's looking around. Who am I going to dance with? Little old Ross has to go to, quote, the bathroom. <laughs> Night swimming. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, it does sure. sound like it. Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. You hear that? <laughs> yeah. Wow. You just proved you. Guys, <laughs> hey, and always, it was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> We I think know. you need to be on every episode just queuing up music on your Our iPad. producer, yeah. On microphone. DJ Ross on the... Okay, hold on. Just give me a second. And I'm, and let me find the... Let me just find the thing. Yeah, like yeah, one, second, one second, one second, one second. Are you ready? Okay. Okay, keep your hands up. Everyone, I just need y'all. Keep your hands up. And let's just Okay, wait. That thing. one was out of battery. Oh, that ran out of battery. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, no. Harry Potter audiobook. <laughs> you guys just listen to this before I, while, I, while I go to my car and grab my Do we have a D battery in the house? Two. Dumbledore went to the... Just like... <laughs> I, I do want to do that one day. Uh, I think that's just so funny. Like at like a huge party where it's like chapter four. I I have had almost. I I, I will I will sometimes teach spin classes. Oh, uh, cool. Obviously not now, but uh, my uh, like dongle stopped working <laughs> on the audio thing so i had to play it out loud Ooh. on my phone while i sprinted to my car <laughs> to get my other dongle and like bring it back up but i'm like this is like this is like you know i i felt so horrible i was like beat red and i was like clip clop clip clop in my spin shoes <laughs> like through the gym say, like keep, i'm right back keep, you had to keep yeah. the shoes on i will <laughs> say i mean you're maybe you may be the only one i know that has a uh a, a a second wow. dongle in the car. I lost mine, yeah. I, I, I yeah, come I mean, prepared. Yeah. Well, it was my dongle for teaching class that uh -huh. I bought for class, which stopped working. The height of luxury. Yes. Yeah. It was a it was a I have twenty dollars. Not to brag, but I had twenty dollars. Oh, I thought you said dongle, you had twenty so. dongles. <laughs> With, with with every with every dongle you buy, you could feed a fa family in Africa <laughs> just like, <laughs> sure. for a week. <laughs> I got ninety nine dongles, but uh, a bitch ain't one. Uh, okay, any other? Any other? We gotta uh, wrap up soon. Mm -hmm, any but... other lowlights, highlights, stray observations that you really want to get out there? Uh, 
I could talk about this album for a while, but like, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, any other any other share observations or? I didn't really like country feedback. I think uh, it's a little repetitive and boring to listen to. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's the most country song they have on this album. I think you know the the title kind of sets me up to be disappointed, and then I am. So <laughs> that's I, 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 it. Just doesn't evoke any emotion for me. Like I feel like the the real highs of this album do i really like i like i just like songs where they list things like that just like you know i i have no idea what the song is actually about um but it's like it just like listing things and going like hmm consider this i think like yeah it it can be evocative songwriting um once they started listing stuff they mean business mm -hmm, you know they're mm -hmm. serious i mean I, I knew a lot of list songs when I, you know, had songs to memorize president, <laughs> state capital, stuff like that growing up. So I'm good there. Also, I'm like other there. observation, I did not realize the female voice on this record was the um what's her name from the B fifty twos. Kate Pearson. So listening to it, I was like I was like, This sounds like a B fifty two song. And I was like, Oh wait, that checks yeah. out. That makes sense. <laughs> uh I love Shiny Happy People. I think it's like really it's just the perfect piece of like pop to me. It's like the inspiration for the song is like they were inspired by Chinese propaganda and like, it was supposed to be a very cynical song. I just like, look how, mm-hmm. look at these shiny, happy people, you mm. idiots. But then it's just like, kind of like it's, it's also, it has its, its cake and eat eats it too. Of just like, it's criticizing like, uh, something while also being like a perfect mm-hmm. piece of like, pop like yeah like um like what was it uh pumped up kicks by, the um i forget the name mm-hmm. yeah foster yeah. the people yeah, it was yeah. like it was like really poppy and then then people like were finding out like this is yeah. about a school shooting they're yeah. like no and they're like yeah listen they're like oh all i want to do <laughs> and i do and i take your money i was like this is about a this is about a shooting i was like what <laughs> i yeah I, I i do that too um oh, what do i do that with uh Oh, I, like any, like the Dolly Parton song was like, I will always love you and, and Jolene. And whenever Jolene or I will always love you plays, I'm like, Hey, do you know, do you know that, uh, this song and Jolene was written on the same wow. night? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Or did you know that I, yeah, I don't know if you knew that at all, but that's like the stat that everyone says like drunk and, at a and bar. Then, like, uh, and then like when Ross says that at a party is like, Oh, this guy, this guy's cool. This guy's good at parties. <laughs> what? That's cool. Yeah, we, and I'm like, yeah, I'm DJing tonight. Okay, everyone hands up. Okay, give me a second. Give me a second. You guys heard of a little wait, thing wait, called Harry Potter? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so let's get... <laughs> it's okay. Uh, uh, let's get through... I'm trying to get you out of here so that you can, you can get out of time. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, so uh, I would I would totally love to talk more. Um, but yeah, let's uh, get through final thoughts and ratings. The way this works is uh, we'll rate this album out of 10 with, uh, with a fun metric at the end. I'll start... I had a great time with this album. I like. I was very impressed by how beautiful this album sounds. Like it, it works on like two levels: as enjoying the lyrics, enjoying the content of what it's saying, but also the uh, the musically, it's just gorgeous and like just like transcendent in a lot of ways. And like I was not expecting this from this genre. I was like, I was I had a great time. And also, like I will say though, like my big critique is just like I I honestly think uh, from radio song to uh, radio song to uh uh belong is like a perfect album would be a 10 out of 10 if it just like that was the whole album i think that would be a 10 out of 10 because like it has a full arc and then the other songs are just like kind of like b-sides or bonus tracks if mm, like. you're leaving that, I was like, one of the best songs i i, I yeah like, I, maybe i'll like incorporate one of those <laughs> in true. there um but like yeah no I, don't say that for my sake <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah I, I yeah i actually do like whatever whatever we'll get it whatever um but yeah it's um <laughs> I'm, I'm just messing around <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm i'm as sweaty as ross now. ross is currently like, in school i'm on my i'm on my assault bike right now just pissed <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it should have still off multiple broken iPads scattered sure. on the floor around I'm on it. my third t-shirt right now. Uh, but yeah, like, um, <laughs> yeah. So like, I like it. So like, I felt like the first seven tracks were like a complete story. And then it kind of just like, it's like having, having a good conversation with a friend and then they keep you for 30 extra minutes. I just like, now we're talking about monsters. Like, uh, oh, okay. You know, it's just right, like, sure. And yeah, you're, you're, you're good enough friends where you're like, <laughs> you know, you know, you can't say anything. Cause then I'm like, what? And then you have to talk about that. <laughs> for another 20 right. minutes. Yeah. So other than that, uh, I had a great time with this album. I'm going to give it 
eight out of ten uh, missed opportunities for um, referencing Thanos. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> out of ten. That's I good. think I am so glad that we listened to this album. This is like something that I like from our podcast. Is we it causes me to listen to albums I would honestly never listen to especially all the way through like i would probably listen to rem's hits you know but i don't know if i'd ever hear like you know uh, half a world away if i weren't you know listening mm-hmm. straight through this album um i thought this album was really like very pleasurable to listen to i will excuse I'll me listen pleasure to, to listen to <laughs> this, this album is rather good uh but <laughs> i enjoyed you know listening to this and i, I had a you know, I was really thankful to be able to listen to it. So um, that being said, it's it's out of my wheelhouse and I'm glad to visit. So I think I would give this album probably eight and a half shiny, happy albums out of ten. So <laughs> Nice. Uh, yeah, I like I I expected to like this album. I didn't really expect to love it as much as I do. Um, I was very pleasantly surprised by it. Um, I mean, again, like the REM songs I'd heard, I really, I really liked. But as a, as an album, I think this is very, very solid, and I think it still, to this day, holds up really well. Um, I mean, it was only like you know twenty years ago, basically, but still, it's like I, I can't think of anything that I've like heard that sounds like it really. And I think obviously part of that is like Michael Stipe's voice, but I think it's so unique. I think the instrumentation is really unique and wonderful and cinematic and just full of emotion and i really love this record and i'm gonna be like next long drive i do i'm gonna put this on and just like space mm-hmm. out Absolutely. not space out i'm driving i guess yeah. but <laughs> yeah, close your yeah. eyes put your feet <laughs> up on the dash yeah, yeah. <laughs> just put my seat back yeah <laughs> full recline luge just put just a luge-ing. brick on the on the pedal you know see what happens yeah but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I will give it um, I will give it nine paperweights, junk garages, and winter rains, uh, and a honey pot out of ten. <laughs> yeah, I kind of yeah. things. Yeah. Um, Sean, you said something that kind of blew my mind, and then I did a fact check, and then I Whoa. blew my own mind. You said <laughs> this was twenty years ago. This is thirty years ago, my it's friend. It's thirty years ago. They did celebrate nineteen ninety one. Oh yeah, I guess it's. No, no, no. I, I do the same thing. Like I grew, I, I graduated high school in 2002 and I'm like, I'm all, I always think I graduated like 10 mm, yeah. years ago or 15 years ago. And I'm like, Oh no, it's coming up to like 20 years ago. That's I'm just bad at nuts. math. Honestly, it's nuts. No, 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 no. I, I do the same thing. So I had to do, I had to do that. I'm not even no, correcting yeah, yeah. I was like, man, 20 years. And then I was like, Ross 30. is like looking at his hands and they're like bones. Like, they're like <laughs> my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not upset with that math issue. Um, <laughs> that being said, I, I had a roommate uh, from Atlanta and he would play records all the time. And this is when I was in Chicago and he played a lot of REM, a lot of B-52s, a lot of just like college rock, like all that stuff. And, and so REM was always on my radar, but it was, like I said, commercials, TV, or whatever was on the radio at the time, or whatever was playing, like at school dances or anything. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, losing my religion, like mm-hmm. we all went nuts. No, I'm kidding. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that, I don't think that was played in school dances. Um, but I love the flow of it. of church and state, right? <laughs> it's, a, it's important to not play that. <laughs> I will. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, um, I'm trying to think I, there's no clunkers. I mean, low is a clunker, but like, I love mm-hmm. this album. I, I mean, I'll, I'll suggest this and I understand why people suggested this to me for years. And I was like, Oh yeah, I, I did. Or I, you know, we all do the thing, uh, where you tell the opposite of the truth, <laughs> you lie and say that you did, uh, listen to the whole album and you just like find something else to talk about. So you don't have to talk about, um, your lie. And, I, Monsters Inc. I would suggest, yeah. <laughs> I would say, oh yeah. When I heard when I was in Monsters Inc., I heard the song. I was like, oh yeah, I've listened to that whole album. Yeah, I know that whole album song. And then and then I told him to be quiet because the movie's on. So got out of that. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's no clunkers on here, man. I think Low was the only one where I think the third time I listened to it, I I, I did what Michael did. Like I I just skipped it. I was like, I know what this is. I know how I feel when I listen to this. I don't want to feel that way. Not that I'm upset. I'm just like, you just played a banger. You played Losing My Religion, one of the biggest hits, arguably of all time, uh, most recognized song, and then you're playing that. <sighs> Out of time, 
1991 release by R.E.M. I'm giving it <laughs> ooh, an eight and a half a world wow. away. Wow. Lovely. Uh, that was great. Nice. Uh, this is a great episode. Uh, let's uh, get into our <gasps> I didn't mean to listen to that. And, and we, we did. 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 Playlist. Playlist. Uh, like uh, Ross, let's just do let's do your uh, pot. Like what is a song you want to put on the playlist? Have you ever heard of Marty Robbins? Yeah, of course. I listen to Marty Robbins. My son loves Marty Robbins. Cowboy music. Out in the West Texas town of El Paso, I fell in love with a Mexican girl. We're going to throw Marty Robbins, El Paso, up on the playlist. Very nice. Because I think everyone needs to uh, listen to Marty Robbins. I think he's one of those guys where you forget that he rules. <laughs> also, okay, I know this is bad. You choose what you want, um, but you, you can, can edit this. Um, okay. Oh, that's a great question. Okay, I'll edit it in. Um, you can edit this in. Oh, okay. On the playlist, the question mark and the Mysterians, 96 <laughs> tears. <laughs> the- this is so great. I love this. I love it. I love this song. Also, that's another great one. Like, uh, no one, no one has to know the song, but it's just so danceable. Yeah. Like, you throw that on at a party or a pool party in, or like a in barbecue. the elevator that you're in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just cranking it and just passing your headphone around your earbud and putting it in yeah, people's ears. Yeah, they love it. Oh wait, um, this is the same song playing in the elevator. Never mind. I don't even have to hit it around my headphones. Welcome to my elevator. <laughs> <laughs> My pick this week is Marquee Moon by Television. Click. Um, a lot of the guitars on Out of Time, like the mixing and just the tone of the guitars reminded me of uh, this old like post-punk band called Television. And uh, they do a really great job of just like the the stereo mixes are really awesome because you get like a rhythm guitar in one ear and then the lead comes in on the other ear but they end up blending so well and um they're also their lyrics are kind of like not cryptic i guess but like up for interpretation i guess and i know a lot of rem's lyrics are kind of similar and that they can be interpreted in many different ways and are kind of poetic and uh so a lot of out of time just reminded me of of television's music so yeah that is my pick. So, uh, yeah, I had a hard time picking something. So, uh, eh, all right, whatever. Uh, so I'm going to pick a song um, that I really like, you know, from an album I've really been enjoying lately and listening to a lot uh, from Tyler, the Creator. So, uh, yeah, like, this is a really good album. Uh, and a song I really like is uh, Corso by um, Tyler, the Creator. Click. Tried to take somebody, bitch, cause I'm a bad person. I don't regress shit because that b- worth it. In the end, she picked him. I hope when they fuck in, she's still thinking of me cause I'm that perfect. I'ma get that deep text when it's first Uh, so it's just like, first of all, this is just like a really incredible, like, instrumentally, it's like really incredible how it just like shifts from, uh, you know, shifts from kind of like, it goes through so many permuta- instrumental permutations. Basically, it's like re- it's like a real it's a real journey. Basically, it's really incredible. And then the other side of it is like it reminds me of radio song, where uh, basically you know the the idea is he tries to turn on the radio, but it doesn't help like the world being broken around him and stuff like that. So in this song, Corso, like he has. Uh, like a DJ, like DJ drama. Like he's like a really famous like DJ from like the nineties or whatever. And like, um, he, he gets him on the album and he's like, you know, to kind of do like, all right, I'm DJ drama. I'm a Tyler, the creator over here. You know, basically he like yells over the album. Yeah. Hyping him up. And then he's like, um, like DJ drama will do like interjections in the middle of the album and stuff like that. And then like one of the lines that's like really telling of the album is like, 
he, he it's a lot of braggadocia it's a lot of like you know rapping about how like rich he is and stuff like that but then he's like he has a line about like how his heart's broken so mm-hmm. like he needs dj drama like to turn the noise up so it's like kind of like trying to cover up his broken art by like bragging mm-hmm. and like saying okay i got a lot of money i got a lot but it's like he's still like really hurt and stuff like that so i thought that was really like i thought that connected to sure uh, this song so uh yeah that's my pick uh okay guys i am terrible at this for this this like era slash genre of music i have nothing similar that i listen to um so i'm going to have to pick this very unknown song that i like uh it's very niche none of you guys have ever heard it it's a song by a little band called fleetwood mac it's called dreams (laughs) click good i love this song uh i like i like i guess like cinematic-esque 80s music you know what i mean like that's what really hits for me this ties in too actually it ties into the record because i don't i don't remember which i think it was the baseline for losing my religion their bassist uh wrote it based on i think dreams by fleetwood mac dreams by fleetwood mac exactly that's what i was just about to say sean thank you so much yeah so that's why this ties in uh yeah yeah yeah, sorry. I, I was saying mm-hmm. it at the exact same time, but my right. mic was cutting out. So um, yeah, also, I appreciate like, that. You know I speak I'll just for throw you. In losing my religion in there. Uh, click. I just like first of all I'm just like scared that like fans will be mad that we didn't talk about that song that much. What a good song. Uh, so um, well I mean it's been talked about like enough but, but our opinions <laughs> our voices me <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think it's great I think this song's good I think it's like I love losing my religion as a metaphor for unrequited love of just like trying so hard and trying to like you know, make yourself seen. And then it's like the idea of like, um, I think I thought I saw you try. So it's like, so it's like a, a copy of a copy of like something hopeful. And then it's just like, it's like the beautiful, it's like the beautiful sadness of this whole thing. And then, um, yeah, I, I just think it's a really beautiful song. And just like Michael Stipe's vocal deliveries are so full of yearning and conviction. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's great. So, I think it's like the like song that defines REM. Like I, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say, but it's like the REM like staple, right? Like and just like it, once again, just instrumentally, like the individual elements of the song cohere so nicely that if you were to add or remove one element of the song, it would kind of mm-hmm. not work as well. You know, it's just like so perfectly constructed, like they fit together like puzzle mm-hmm. pieces. So all right. Okay, uh, now let's, uh, uh, Ross, anything you would like to plug? Anything? Oh, well, first of all, thanks for having me. This was a blast. Uh, and again, I got to listen to a new album that I love. And I'm going to put it on the, uh, the rotation. Um, you can find me at me, Ross Kimball, on Twitter, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Doing s- silly stuff on there. Um, I take outdoor photography. I'm going camping a lot this summer. So you can find me at Ross Outside. Oh, cool. Ross Outside is, uh, is a thing that I do. I like uh, outdoor photography. Um. I have I have a few podcasts that I do. Um, it was mentioned most wonderful pod of the year. My co-host and I, Jackie Gonzalez Ruthy, we watch the Christmas movies that no one watches, and we have guests on. Sometimes we don't have guests on, but that's the most wonderful pod of the year. Um, I just started a podcast called Good at Parties, and so it's really just a way for me to talk My to friends. My favorite podcast of all time. Oh. <laughs> Um, where, uh, you know, parties are coming back and, you know, you're going to fall into the trap. We're going to talk about the last 18 months. So I bring people on to talk about something mm-hmm. that they're, you know, quote unquote, an expert on. So you have something to talk about at a party. Uh, we've talked about Oak Island treasure, Trader Joe's, Celine Dion, uh, being a, uh, a, uh, an emergency medical technician in a national park. Uh, one of my, one of my good friends is an NFL wow. player who won the Super Bowl. So we talk about that. Like, what's it like to win the Super Bowl? What you happens during that Tom week? Tom on the show? Who? <laughs> Tom? Tom? Oh, no, not Tom. Tom was too busy. He's busy down in Tampa. I have my good friend Owen Daniels. Um, and then I do like an improvised podcast. It's coming back soon. I'm recording a few more coming up. It should be coming out probably July. Uh, but it's called the Kent Beagle Mind Summit. And it's an improvised 
um, podcast where I play a character called Kent Beagle. I used to do a live show in Chicago, mm-hmm. but now I'm just doing it on podcast. So it's pretty much the worst person <sighs> you went to high school with, who is now a multi-level marketing guy, oh, that's a pyramid scheme guy who now does real estate. And so other people come on as that's different fun. characters in Kent's world. Um, and that's, that's a lot of fun. I've had, I've had great guests on. I've had, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Bobby Moynihan has been on Adam McKay, uh, the director and writer has been on. Yeah. Bobby so Moynihan. yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bobby Moynihan has been on. And then it's just a bunch of my funny Chicago and LA improviser friends. So yeah, that's, that's a lot. Uh, but if you, if you follow me and me, Ross Kimball, uh, all that stuff will be cool. there. So thanks again. Yeah. Also, also watch, uh, if you haven't check out his, uh, What's it called? The uh, uh, some good news video Ross did. <laughs> it makes me laugh so much. It's so good. Uh, that is hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. If you type if you type in Ross Kimball on YouTube, Just. stuff pops up. There's like a, a high school baseball player, but that's not me. Um, the hey comedy guys, videos. I, I don't me. know the words. <laughs> did he send it out? So. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I did. A, I did a bit where I edited myself into some of uh, John Krasinski's uh, some good news <laughs> videos. So yeah. I like the idea. Yeah. Just like yeah. the the thing that sells it, just like the performance, is just like there's like a shot of you just like politely smiling <laughs> while they're singing Hamilton. <laughs> really, really great. Really great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Thanks so much. Also, like uh, see. Ch- Check out uh, Ross uh, at bar mitzvahs and weddings mm-hmm. all around the country, uh, DJing. Uh, yeah, I'm actually, actually right now, I'm, I, you can tell I'm not really paying attention. I'm on cardstock.com getting these business cards going <laughs> for my DJ company. So I appreciate your patience with me. Uh, I see, I see. You're sharing your screen with us, and I see you have that really expensive turntable in your cart. I would not recommend purchasing that at this current time. Oh, oh, something more expensive. Okay, yeah. Well, Michael, maybe off air we can talk. We'll talk more off air. <laughs> okay, okay. Sounds good. Cool. Um, no, no uh, so uh, thank you, Ross. Uh, you could find me at Andrew A. Lee on Instagram and Twitter. You could follow the show at IBMTLTT on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, you could follow Michael at Lemon Taco on Instagram and Twitter, and you could follow Sean at T1 underscore Sean on uh, Instagram and uh, Diabetic Twink on Twitter. And uh, and uh, yeah, uh, so thank you so much, Ross. You were an incredible guest. Uh, uh, and now we'll close with a closing sentiment from Ross Kimball. Three, two, one. Close your eyes. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Soon you will achieve rapid (laughs) eye movement. (laughs) REM. REM. Deep sleep. (laughs) all right everybody thanks so much have a great day click he is so fun